0: Welcome to Contagious Conversations, where automotive industry leaders dig below the surface and discover what it takes to shift the culture and perception of automotive retail. Let's get into the conversation. All right, part two coming at you hot again. Uh, if you're just dropping in on this episode, the last episode was part one of this conversation. Kyle and I spent uh, a day and a half in New York City working out the very beginnings of of what is contagious. We talk about where we came from in auto and our thoughts about how uh, the marketing department can really, we think, overturn the perception of the auto industry and the public's eyes for the better. So this is part two of the conversation. If you didn't listen to part one, go back and check it out. But this one uh, should be fun if you just listen to this one too. So here it is part two. So what happens is
1: they leave the franchise side. And these incredible communicators that are carrying great brand messages are all of a sudden out of the space that we really need them in and the space that they probably need more of a team around them and they need more of a, of a vision for a career path. And I get that. It's like super ironic that That you're doing that, doing that,
0: but you realize you can't change it from the inside.
1: I, for me right now in what I'm seeing in the industry, I can change it in the place i could change it in the place that i'm at and and that that was a passion and continues to be a passion right but the scope of what i believe in has to be much broader to not see six more happen right and to and to see and to not just not see, not just preventative maintenance but proactive maintenance on that so seeing other dealerships other dealer groups be empowered. To attract, hire, train those, retain those employees, staffs, and departments in a way that impacts the 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 long term um, viability of their brand in the marketplace
0: and the reciprocity that happens as a result of that. Yeah. The thing, like the thing, needs to keep going because you can't just see it and and well, that was good. And it'll eventually degrade if it's not constantly cultivated. So we we share a very similar passion, you know, and, and, you know, as I've seen you like present and speak and we've talked more, I realized like, wow, we just realized a couple of weeks ago, I was like, have you ever read the man automotive manifesto? You're like, I've never read it. So I sent you a copy and I was like, you got to see the intro because the intro is really birthed out of that same thing. Like deal. There's this amazing industry that, people don't realize it's impacted more lives and invested in more communities than any the next 10 businesses. And people are going to hate on them. And that's not okay with me. And all of the things that are happening and the Carvanas and the franchise stuff and all this stuff is happening. And Dealers have been through so much stuff over the years, right? And as it outlines, they've been through fires and floods and wars and material shortages, world wars, right? Fuel shortages, supply, now a pandemic, now a chip shortage. And I would hold my phone up like, you didn't come here to get beat by this thing, right? Like it's time to transition. It's time to retail. And that passion is to see these people that I also started on a different track. (laughs) right yeah it's your track is so interesting
1: because you don't come from that retail side but you have a passion for the retail side yeah it's
0: because it's the people side so like even from when i was young i always was paying attention to getting groups of people together right from you know high school band to college and college band right like i'm like building a mailing list and i don't know what i'm doing i'm trying to develop a website in dreamweaver if you remember dreamweaver oh, yes that's right? classic we were like the only band with a website and a mailing list and i've like named our fans the name of the band was pulse and they were like our vital people right Vital, right like you're a vital person so i was always just doing that intuitively and then so i went to school and i was actually going to go into ministry and be a pastor another very similar thing track that we both took and um i got out and i was like hey i Got a job at a dealership because somebody that I knew owned a Chevy dealership in Oswego, New York. His name's Chris Burrett. And he hired me as a service writer. And I was like, I really don't know anything about cars. I know a little bit, right? Like you, I couldn't draw a diagram. (laughs) And he says, I have technicians that know about cars. I need a service advisor that knows about people, right? I said, okay, I took the job. I loved it. I loved interacting with the techs. I loved the energy. I loved dealing with the customers. Like It didn't wear me down. It charged me up. And then I saw somebody... Uh, pushing dents and reconditioning cars. And my desire was to to have more of a flexible work schedule so that I could give my time to ministry. And so I had a friend who was doing wheel repair um, in Maryland. And I said, I think I can do that. And so I actually went to my boss and I said, hey, I think, I know it's weird because you're my boss, but you also care about me. And he said, if you care about your people, you want what's best for them, not what's best for you. You should do this. And then we went out back. He got me a 1984 Chevy Astro off the wholesale line. It was leaking everything. And one of my techs you know, changed out the rusted oil pan and the transmission lines. And off I went, barred a few thousand dollars. And what I did from that point, I realized like business is where I want to be. I love the automotive industry. And I, from 2003 to 2018, I built a reconditioning company where we served about 100 to 150 dealers and dealer groups with cosmetic reconditioning service. So I was all in the fixed-op side, reconditioning used cars, turn times, you know, wheels and dents and bumpers and all that stuff. So I really grew to love that. And then when the industry started changing, and and Dale Pollock, a good friend, started well, he wasn't then, but he touched talking about what dealers should be spending on reconditioning. I was like, how does he know what a dealer should be spend, spending on reconditioning? But Soon enough, the decisions got made by the CFO and not the service manager or the used car manager who I had all the relationships with. And I understood like, I better learn about this whole industry and serve yeah. the whole industry. And so I started going to conferences and I went to my first NADA and I started reading and learning and I wrote a book. I read, actually I read Dale's book like I see it. And I made a content series about it. Just literally, I had no audience to give to our dealers to say, here's Dale's book, here's a content series. You need to be paying attention to these things holistically and he spanned the whole gamut it was hr and you know tech integration and all this stuff and i said our dealers i want them to be the best dealers because then they'll sell more cars and i'll have more cars to recondition that's huge wait that's
1: huge because you said okay i could go in and i could get more dealers or i could like find more dents right right or i could figure out how to make them more profitable them them see their whole dealership as an operation that actually gives me more capacity to serve them. In a de- like That's tra- That's actually what we're talking about, right? That's, Absolutely. The, that's the whole thing. It's
0: the same mentality. It's the
1: same mentality.
0: And so to fast forward through there, meanwhile in there, I started paying a lot of attention to the marketer, Gary Vaynerchuk, and started making a lot of content to serve our dealers and to just talk about what we were doing. I always built that reconditioning business on the back of a very strong company culture, People would like, you know, we think it's a reconditioning company. It's a bunch of burly dudes that work outside in all the elements, right? Painting and sanding and all that stuff. And when we would have a company meeting at a venue or something, we'd bring everybody together from all the different states and ended up being kind of a Northeast company. The the staff at at the venue would be like, can I work for your company? Because <laughs> they would see the the content we created of the people talking passionately about like why they are a part of this company what it means to them and their families and i guarantee you no one's passionate about like repairing a wheel in buffalo new york right in february right if they tell you that they're lying and so i started on this track of making content and incubating a content creation company within within my reconditioning business and a number of things happened i started going into marketing for other companies, retail companies, not B2B companies as well. No automotive. So now we're providing content marketing service for no automotive. It was complicated. I didn't have a broad reach and like, I don't want to like, we're reconditioning cars. We can do that for everyone on the strip, but we can't do your marketing and then not have a vested interest in you doing that. You know, so like, I didn't want to go there. and then I got a call out of nowhere from Dent Wizard International. The CEO at the time, Terry Kevy, called and said, hey, you guys are doing really great. We were kind of a black hole for them. They couldn't get into our territory because we, we, we were a good company. We did a good job. And so uh, out of nowhere, they offered to, to buy the company. I thought I could never do it. Long story short, I did sell the company. And then I knew I was my next was going to pivot into automotive. That's when I wrote the manifesto. And I said, now we can serve dealers. And so for the last three years, my, my heart, soul has been like, how can I impact this industry from the outside in? as an agency, how can I take the thesis from the automotive manifesto and prove it by helping dealers reimagine their brands, strategize their marketing, create great content, and watch their cost per car drop while the value of their brand and their company looks better, feels better than ever before. Like both of those things can exist. So with the agency congruent, I proved it, right? And we continue to prove that it's congruent, but still I realized, not even close to fast enough. It's such a high touch agency, right? It's not a SaaS product that it's like, we keep doing this, but we're never gonna make a massive impact. And that's when you and I kind of our paths cross and we're like, oh, now we can do it from the inside out, right, now we have both perspectives. And that really is what what contagious is, is understanding the retail perspective, understanding the dealer mindset and culture perspective and saying like, oh, if we can give them away to develop internal marketing teams to the caliber that they could never imagine because they don't know what to do with them, the people, they don't know who to hire. And if they hire them, they don't really know how to coach them. So a dealer might give their time and attention to somewhere where they feel more capable and competent. Yeah, dealers aren't bad at coaching. No. They are they do training. They
1: do coaching. All day. They do all of that all day. It's just, it's really a very new role because of the complexity of, Data marketing paid right media like, that's a great point systems structures ten it's years ago twenty years exist, ago right
0: all, all the guys it's like what was the marketing person it
1: was the internet manager that got the, got on a call with an Auto
0: Trader which was great that's right? it that's where the leads were coming but, but that's now, where the leads were coming think think that the the environment where I never thought of that it's actually an evolving and brand new role to the industry which is why and, and we have a long standing legacy industry right which is why the ship turns slowly because a big ship. And I never even thought of that.
1: Yeah, so it is. It's this new role that like like I think about, you know, I've talked to a couple GMs that go through GM school. Like you know, you go through the statement, you know the fixed ops plan, you yeah. know the net to sale, Literally you know the formula. Plan. You know, it's all a formula like it is dialed in, right? And you, you and then and then you got 20 groups. And every once in a while in a 20 group, someone's like, I had this great idea and I, I got a new vendor, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which works for like that person in, you know, in Portland, right. every Oregon. Every situation so different, right. by the but way. A, but in Pensacola, Florida, or, And you they know, could have
0: the same size dealership. Yeah. Same brand. Totally different, right? Different market.
1: But, but so we're just, so we're not like leading from a, uh, a local place of impact of uh, local audience and, you know, like the the local brand and how that brand interacts with the media and all of that type of stuff and so that it is it's a pretty new role the way that we are being like it's it's like it's arbitrage from a a technology or vendor partner perspective it's arbitrage from like new ideas new opportunities i mean there's a new social media platform that you can buy ads on like every couple months at this point now you know the big ones right but i mean we're literally just getting into Snapchat and TikTok ads, right? Who's going to teach you as a dealer how to do that?
0: Oh, somebody's good on. So, my nephew
1: is good on TikTok. He's great at TikTok. Right. But he had one video that had 6,000 views. It was
0: crazy. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> Mo- like, so you have dealers that I think are starting to intuitively know that something needs to change. They are hearing people like us. On LinkedIn for the dealers who are paying attention on LinkedIn, or the general manager or service manager, maybe a marketer, and they're they're hearing some thoughts and they're hearing some energy come about marketing. But it's still a little bit of an enigma because look, it's complicated. There are a lot of there are a lot of pieces. You have vendors coming in saying, "Here's how we solve your marketing problem," but really what it translates to, and like, "Here's how we solve this little sliver of your marketing ecosystem."
1: Hey, here's how we slightly adjust your paid media plan. And it basically works
0: about the same. Right. But we're new and there's some energy. So we got this fancy new backend tool. Exactly. So, right. And that's, that is, it's almost like a counterfeit idea of what marketing is. And you said dealers are good at coaching and training. They do it and learning. They do it every area, but this area. So we were like, what if we build a platform that could not only from a consultative standpoint, we could come in. And help you understand what your ecosystem even should look like because that's where it starts, right? What should my strategy look like? Because it can't be like, I need to hire a couple of people, a couple of marketers. No, no, no. Depending on what size store, what location you're in, what the skill sets are on your team. Because you might have a GM that's great at this. Great. Well, now we need to support him with the things he's not great at, right? And build a team around that. So we can help you identify what that should be, give you materials to hire them. And then the next element is train them like there are a lot of great marketers out there that have not stepped inside automotive yet and those are the ones we need
1: yeah and they are incredible at strategy at paid media at why buy messaging right but when you're like hey can we get that in the dms they're like what does dms mean yeah, right that rapper yeah yeah It's DMX. yeah dmx yeah <laughs> so and and i mean that's a simple you know piece but there's so many more intricacies right and
0: even just the vernacular yeah. We're going to hang some paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Just all the stuff, desk a deal that there's all these things that when they come in, they're going to be like, can that text all my CIT? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I thought I was pretty smart and savvy, but all of a sudden I feel like I don't know anything.
1: Yeah. And, and, but they're so, great marketers.
0: Yeah. So, which means that you no longer just have to have someone
1: come up through the sales engine to become your marketing, uh, you know, director or CMO, which that definitely, I mean, that's what the, that was my trajectory. Right but you could actually bring someone from the outside that that knows the whole marketing genre and can bring that to the to the table and and so there there becomes so much more opportunity to invite a new like arena of people into this beautiful industry and what we want to do is we want to not we not just want to equip dealers like I know we've talked a lot about like the dealer the owner the GM the person carrying the vision but we we're here for the marketers too right like and and it's okay to say like I need help, I need training, I I'd like to know more, right? Even if you're the director of marketing, like you may you you feel like you're supposed to have it all together, right? Because but you, impossible, it's because it's not let's, possible. Let's, let's and talk that's about okay.
0: Let's talk about the the life of the average automotive marketer. You are an emergency response team of one, <laughs> fighting fires, trying to fix this system trying to respond to the fact that leads are down, right? You're the throat that gets choked most often and you don't get congratulated when sales are good, right? And, and ju- hey, uh, my computer won't turn on. Can you help me out with that? You're good with tech, <laughs> right? Right? And every marketer's laughing right now, but every dealer knows it's true. And it's, I think it's just indicative of the fact, like, I don't know what to have them do, right? And so it's not like malicious in intent at all. But marketers, like you said, the marketing directors, they, in the middle of all that, How are they going to curate their own development and learning program? How are they going to understand what's going on across the field, right, from tech to culture to new tools to new strategies? It's impossible. And
1: you can send them to every single – if you sent them to literally every single conference, right? I mean you'd probably get eight out of 12 months of, of the year. You could have them in a conference that they could learn a good amount of stuff, right? one most dealers aren't gonna i mean nobody goes to conferences eight times a year and we all
0: know how much you retain from
1: a conference and yeah you don't retain a ton now should they be going to some of those absolutely there is incredible content focused focused time but the 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 even crazier thing is the 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 time that that it takes for technology and for changes in the marketing spectrum to happen it's so much shorter than the time link between right, the one conference time. student. Oh, absolutely. I, I was joking with someone like, you know, NADA uh, presentations have to be submit. I think it's like almost nine months prior it's to coming so, to NADA. It's always
0: been that way, but it's... And it's so like... It I'm, used to be difficult. Yeah. Now, with the pace of things changing and the uncertainty, it's absurd. It's insane because... Unless you're talking about something so fundamental and so unchanging. Right. Like math. Yeah. Right? Like... Unless you're talking about something like that, but the, the you're going to be irrelevant by the time you get to your. The Google your algor- algorithm is going to change four times before All then. Day, some tech company is going to change this. They're without doubt. Okay, so you're going with that. I'm sorry. That's it's <laughs> but, very so, difficult. So they can't you just. Idea, that's not
1: their training platform, right? That's not their learning platform. And Google is great to learn stuff, right? But it's not every. You you just can't do everything and when everything's flying at you a million miles an hour and your expectation is to meet every demand as a firefighter, um, setting up a timeline for you to grow is very, very tough for the marketer. And so we wanna be here for the marketer, not just the owner, the dealer principal, the GM, the GSM. And so it's a a holistic approach to to creating innovative internal marketing teams that change the culture and perception in and outside of the dealership and empowers a new breed of marketers to be incredible
0: within the franchise automotive system. And as a side note, everybody in the dealership gets excited about it. Everyone wins. And benefits from it. And by the way, that changes the perception of our industry. And dude, like salespeople get to be movie stars. So let's go. It's exciting. But the owner too, right? The ones that really want to get involved, like this is the the thing where they can feel good about their brand they can feel good about what they're doing and they can see it actually being played out because they've empowered the right marketing team and they've trained and invested in the coaching that is operating on a strategy that can actually carry that forward and propel it get this without them pushing the train right so contagious we were like we need to be able to identify what's wrong and help them strategize where we should be going and then when you get these marketers, we're going to tell you how to word the job ads so you can get marketers from outside. Yep. And then we're going to train them not only about the industry, but continual developmental training on what's going on, right? In these areas of company culture and of tech stack and of ad spend and all this stuff. And the coaching element, I think, is one of the most important elements, right? This is now a safe community for your marketers to feel like they can lean in, they can learn, they can ask questions. Every marketer likes to bring something to the table. Really, that's a big part. They want to be creative. They want to be innovative. And so as they figure something out, they bring that back to the collective and they feel great about it. And guess what? When that happens, you know what they're not doing? Where else should I be working? Right. They're not doing that. They're so bought into your brand. Yes, because they're part of this community. They're part of building it and the community is a part of building it. and And the few dealers that can do that well, do it well, but they're unicorns. Right. You can get a rock star marketing director, knows how to build a team, really knows how to teach them what they need, put people in the right seats, have the right roles. But guess what? You can't duplicate that. There's no system to duplicate it. A lot of people look at, you know, some of the dealers like like the Brian Benn stocks of the world. The Colton Ray, right? They look at them and they were like, I should just do what they do. I should just do what they do. They said it, it must be right. But the problem is you don't have that one person. So it won't be right. It's gonna be a mess but it's it's easy when you see someone and you want to be like them or you're like well let's just do what they're doing but the problem is that they were very strategic and they put the time into training their team and they coach them continually because they know how yep and most dealers don't and there's more those
1: one people out there that are uniquely fit for your store and your brand and your culture
0: there are a lot of people right they just never look at automotive exactly because why would they we're gonna change that. We're gonna give them a reason. Yeah. So let's talk about this big vision that we have. So contag what do we got?
1: We got four minutes to get to our room.
0: That's okay. All right. Four minutes to get to the room before they kick us out. Yeah. Hey, worst case scenario, they pack our stuff for us. Yeah. This is gonna be great. <laughs> we're such rule followers. We're like <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, crap. Okay, so let's talk about this name. Contagious. We made this logo. There's a fun story around it. The S is a five, and we're focusing on the five because we believe that. In five years, we want to change 5,000 dealers by helping them develop. That's a lot of dealers. That's a big number. It's like 20 to 25, maybe 30% of the franchise auto dealers. 5,000 innovative internal marketing teams that sometimes it's just one person, sometimes it's going to be seven people, so that in turn they can transform the culture of the dealership, so they can transform the perception in the industry. And we're also going to do that. We're committed to helping 5,000 families not automotive families through you know revenue through all that work transforming families and serving families in Haiti and foster parents in the US because I think that's really at the heart of the automotive industry. It, that's what's so cool is like we're just replicating what's already there. It's already there, which and is why it feels right. When when dealers are going to watch this and read this, they're going to be like, "Yeah, it should be that way.
1: Yeah, we should be the highest impact people in our communities." And and so we're going to do that too. We're going to we're going to we're actually what that's what's really cool and what I see that as is we're actually linking arms with the automotive community in that. And we're saying, Yep, we're gonna run toward massive community and worldwide impact. And uh, I think that's gonna be a really unique part of of sharing oh, what yeah. what we get to do and what other what dealers are doing in their unique communities. So yeah.
0: And it's really ambitious. It's super ambitious. But we didn't but,
1: come here to bunt. Yo, we didn't come here to bunt.
0: <laughs> we stepped up to the plate and we're like <laughs> yeah. Because why not? Like we have to swing for that. It's that big of an issue, but the potential is even bigger. The potential is so great that we like, we can do this. And we believe right back to the name. If it becomes contagious because people understand the power and understand the fulfillment and start to feel that fulfillment, guess what? They're going to tell everybody about it. Yes. And guess what? If we get to 2,500 year four and all those 2,500 are telling all of their friends about how great it is you think we can double that in the last year let's go i think five years i mean 2027 seems like far now but it's going to be here before we know it and and it has to if it doesn't
1: franchise automotive is going to be in a in in an interesting place so um we're excited about those that are going to join us on that and um that maybe 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 don't even know who Paul and Kyle or who contagious or, or that this even is a thought that can exist right now, but are going to get the opportunity to be a part of the change that we believe um, can and will happen in automotive. Um, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think probably, you know, it's, it's important to mention that in the beginning, obviously we're startup. We're just getting going. We have some people lined up in conversations. We're building out the platform, we're building out the educational platforms, just like any startup in the beginning. It's like we're building while flying. But if dealers are interested and this is ringing true, we're taking on some alpha clients that we're gonna be really hands-on with. Like you're gonna get Paul and Kyle more than any other client is ever going to get Paul and Kyle because we wanna make sure obviously that it rockets out of the gate. And we're only gonna take on alpha clients that we think we can make amazing transformational difference fast right? Just like anybody starting a business, right? I want to get the people I can really crush it for in the door first, because then they're going to become our evangelists and become part of that momentum. So if dealers are interested, like we're looking for those dealers.
1: Yeah. And, and we want to partner with you. We want to be your biggest cheerleaders, your biggest support staff, right? And, and we want to come alongside you and uh, let you have massive wins.
0: So it's, it's, man, it's a fun journey to be on. And this is like the beginning. I'm so glad we're taping this right now. In this hotel. So much fun. Like we got to break all this stuff down now. And like, they're probably packing, pushing our stuff out of the hotel. We can't even get in our room anymore. (laughs) We can't, but it's fun to do this, man. It's gonna be awesome. Good stuff.
1: All right. That wraps up part two and the full conversation that Paul and I got to have in New York city. Paul, that was really fun. It was really uh, encouraging for us to get together. And we're actually going to be sharing on our next episode, another conversation from that. Uh, so we'll be releasing that soon from that trip with none other than Brian Benstock. Paul, that that was really fun actually.
0: Yeah. We actually ended up in Brian's lair. He doesn't even have a name tag on the lair. There's actually just GPS coordinates like longitude latitude. So we were deep in the lair of Benstock's mastermind cave for this next episode that you'll hear, but um, can't wait to release that one and share it with you too.
1: Yeah. So come back and be a part of the conversation And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining our conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure and share it out. We can shift the culture and perception of automotive retail together. Until next time.